Welcome to Beautiful Baggage, confidence, wellness, and wisdom through travel and everyday adventure. I'm Stephanie Martin-Taylor, your guide to this podcast journey. Thanks for joining me. lovely listeners. How are you? I'm doing well, feeling much better than I was two weeks ago when you heard from me last. And I want to thank you for your patience while I took a week off to rest and recoup. We all need to do that from time to time. So I'm trying to remind myself that by taking a pause from the podcast, I'm leading by example. Thank you for your patience and your support. Today's podcast is going to be super short. I've got a pack tonight for a trip to see my parents who live in Texas, and I'm really, really excited to see them. And since it's only for a few days, I want to be well-rested when I get there tomorrow afternoon so that I can be alert and as present with them as possible. What we're going to talk about today, very briefly, as I said, is the fear of dining alone. There's actually a word for it. It's, and I'm probably going to butcher it, but it's solo mongerophobic. Wait, solomongerophobia. Solomongerophobia. Do you have this? I definitely have struggled with it in certain instances. Really, these days I have no problems in cafes, casual fast food joints, but when it comes to going to really high-end restaurants with, you know, tablecloths and uh, waiters and waitresses all dressed up and write-ups in magazines... That, that can be a little bit challenging. There's something about that going in alone that it's not rational, but it can feel uncomfortable. But sometimes you're in a situation where you don't have a dining partner and you're, there's a restaurant you want to go to and you have a choice, either skip it or brave it. Try it out. And I, I really always want to encourage you that when it's, it works with your plan and your budget, and it's a safe option. You're in a culture where you feel s- safe enough to to go out there and and brave it. You know, especially as a woman, I would say definitely, definitely, it's worth learning how to do this, learning how to dine alone, and overcoming that fear. The reason I'm talking about this today, in particular, is I was just reminded uh, of one place where you can practice dining alone. If you've if you've mastered the the art of of dining alone at more casual places, now if if you haven't mastered that, please go out and start doing that because that's that's a a great place to start. But if you're trying to get yourself out to nicer places on your own, one really great entry point is hotel restaurants. It's a great place to practice. Today I was at my day job in San Francisco, which is on top of one of the steepest hills in the city. And that's saying a lot because there are a lot of steep hills. And I forgot to bring my lunch. And all the casual restaurants where I really don't mind eating alone and it doesn't bother me at all, they require climbing a hill at some point. Some of them are down a really steep hill that you have to climb back up. Some of them are on just a little slope, but I'm still kind of feeling a little bit shaky, so I just didn't really feel like dealing with any hills. And most of my colleagues today are also at a convention that I'm not participating in, so I'm kind of holding down the fort. And so really, 
my options are hotels around the place where I work, really nice hotels with restaurants, and they don't have casual dining options. And so if I want to eat, it's either go to the one of those hotels or go to the corner shop and buy a frozen dinner and <laughs> microwave it, which just didn't sound very appetizing to me. So I decided to go to one of the fancy hotels near where I work and have lunch on my own. And the first thing I noticed when I sat down was a nicely dressed woman dining alone. She, she was writing notes to herself during the meal, so she kind of had a prop to, you know, so it wasn't like she was just sitting there staring into space, although there would have been nothing wrong with that. And, you know, I was playing on my smartphone, and that's a great new prop that didn't exist 20 years ago when I first started trying to, to dine alone. But it, it, basically, it was no big deal. And after she left, another woman took her place, and she was alone and enjoying her meal seemingly and writing notes to herself, and nobody was judging, nobody was noticing. There were lots of other tables with groups and people having lively conversations, but there was me dining alone, there was this woman dining alone, and this is completely normal. And that's why I encourage you to go to hotels to practice, because first of all, you might see someone else in the same situation, because of the nature of a hotel where you've got people who are at conferences on business, perhaps not with a business partner, or, you know, they're just staying in a hotel by themselves. And it's just, you know, it's kind of, there's some anonymity to it. So it's a place where people are perhaps more comfortable, I would think more comfortable dining alone than they would be at a different kind of restaurant venue. So again, if you're someone who is uncomfortable dining alone, just know that hotels are great places to practice getting comfortable with the idea. Once you've gotten used to learning how to carry yourself, being confident in that environment, then if you're in a situation where you want to go to a restaurant that's not in a hotel, that's you know, a standalone restaurant that has great reviews and you've always wanted to try and you just don't have a dining partner or you don't want to bring someone else, you'll feel more confident and more comfortable doing it. And there's no reason why you shouldn't. And the great thing is now, as opposed to when I first started trying to dine alone, um, when I was like in my early 20s, is now there are so many more little gadgets you can use as props to keep you occupied while you're sitting there. I don't recommend just being stuck to your phone. It's better to, in my opinion, to you know, take in the ambiance and, you know, eavesdrop a little bit, listen to the music if there's music and, and take in the, the, you know, really take in the, the food and the atmosphere. However, if you're feeling uncomfortable, you know, the smartphone is great. You can also text, um, you know, I text my husband all the time when I'm eating, eating alone or, you know, you can text friends or you can pretend to text or you can surf the web. You can do all kinds of things to make your, your experience a little more comfortable for you. While I don't generally advocate being on the smartphone all the time, if you can use it to help you in this situation, go for it. So provided you're in an area where you feel physically safe and you're comfortable with your comings and goings and you know, you're not in an area that might be dangerous, especially if you're a woman, you might feel like you need company. And there are places where that is the case. I, I don't want to steer you wrong in that in that sense. Um, go for it. 
go and, and experience it and don't feel like you are doing anything out of the ordinary. Bon appetit. So I challenge you to try it in the next week or two and let me know how it goes. In the meantime, sign up for my newsletter at yourbeautifulbaggage.com. And also remember, I'm getting my coach certification and I'm offering a limited number of free coaching sessions through December 15th. If you'd like to get some perspective on the beautiful baggage you're collecting, come on over to yourbeautifulbaggage.com and click on the coaching tab and contact me and we'll work on scheduling a time. I'd love to work with you. Thanks so much for listening. I'm off to Texas now. See you on the next episode of Beautiful Baggage. Beautiful Baggage.